Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to another episode of the No Repercussions Podcast. I'm your host, Brunson. We got the crew on the line today. We got the homie Smitty. Smitty, what's good? What up, what up, what up? We got the homegirl, Tiff Tiff, straight off the uh, flight from Africa, getting her sincere on. What's up, Tiff Tiff? Nothing much, it's up to you. Nothing much, chilling, chilling, chilling. Back pop, popular demand, we got the homie T'Angelo on. T'Angelo, how you feeling? I'm good. Was it really a popular demand, though? Like It's always talk- a popular it's always People popular talking? demand. We wanted you back. You're here. So it's popular demand. <laughs> Thank you very much. And last but certainly not least, we got the homie Ward on here. What's up, Ward? What's good? <laughs> you good, good. So everybody, everybody good? Hearts and minds in one? Sure. We want to know. We're going to discuss with y'all. We want to know from both sides, male and female. And we want to know, how do you all deal or how? what would have your experience been with impotence? And so this could be a man or a woman problem, you know, what is that situation? How has it felt? How did you feel when it first happened to you? So I'm going to start off with Smitty. I'm going to start with you. <laughs> yes, Smitty. Tell us about your impotence. Okay. So, uh, and just like know, that, he can't get it up on his podcast either. So let's <laughs> Boom. Uh, with that, I think there, I mean, there's been periods of time where that has happened. I think more as I got older. Um, and gain weight, it happens a little more often than than not. But I don't think I have a problem where I need like I need a blue pill. You know, I think I just think it's a a combination of things. You know, you know your uh, your body's complete with a blood source, right? So it's like got a little belly on me, so it takes a little bit of you know time. And then also you got to make sure that like the person you with that you 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 are sexually compatible with. Sometimes sometimes it's not just about not just about like a medical problem. It could be a, a physical problem. Like you're not physically attracted to your partner or you are, um, you're not sexually compatible. Like you have a desire that you're not willing to do with your partner or, or the person that you, you, you try to, you know, you know, you're trying to explore and do things and, you know, you're not willing to, that partner's not willing to come along with that thing. So that, that sexual desire doesn't, doesn't awaken it. And I think a lot of it, some of it also comes from porn, right? Like, so when you, you know, people watch porn and people got to remember porn is not real. <laughs> so, so people, uh, so, so people will, people will watch a lot of porn thinks that they can do this shit in porn and that shit don't work. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Leslie Pice and, is my idol. <laughs> and that shit, that shit is not the, that shit is not the, what it is. So, uh, and you can't, you can't, you like, you think you go find some chick to be able to do that with. You like, I think that's important. I really want to try it, and and she's not down. And you like, I really want to try it, and mentally that blocks you from like having an erection sometimes because you really want to try it and get that out. Try what? Whatever it is, like a like it just depends on what it is from the from what it, whatever your fantasy is, right? Like if you really are looking to try, uh, let's go to threesome, right? You really want to have your you really want to see your your chick kiss another chick. Uh, and you spent the last a, three weeks watching porn. When that's what they was doing, <laughs> right? And the, you, you and the, you in the bed with your 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 your, your girl, and she like she like I'm not about to kiss another chick. I don't even want to know why you brought that up, right? Or you already know where she stands on any of that. You know what I'm saying? And now you like shit. I really want to do this. And she like she she climbing on you. She doing all her stuff and whatever. And you like I really want to see. I really want to. I really want to threesome or whatever it is. I don't know what the sexual uh, thing that you need, but sometimes that just causes you to, 
a mental block where you can't get past that moment. And so it just doesn't, the erection doesn't come. I can definitely see that. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. I was having some issues. Uh, <laughs> so you taking a blue pill or no? No. Nah, some big issues. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen. You got to do use the tools to get the job. So, hey, you know, the funniest thing is, so I, I don't know if y'all watch Curve Your Enthusiasm, but this nigga Larry David, so Curve Your Enthusiasm, he was in competition, I think, with Wanda Sykes to try to bag this girl, right? And so he ended up sleeping with her, and then they come out later because he couldn't get it up, so he ended up going to J.B. Smooth to get a blue pill. And so that shit came on. She was like, oh, Larry, you out here juicing? That's how you got her? You cheating? You juicing? You taking drugs? <laughs> and so his woman left him when he found out. But I mean, okay, so like, why is this such an issue, right? Like to, when you're going to take a drug. So I'm going to go on over to Angelo. Angelo, I'm going to hit you. What has okay. been your experience when it came to emphasis, whether it's been um, yours or, you know, with a, with a significant other partner or anything like that? So full transparency, I haven't been with a female sexually in my adult life, so I don't have much experience with that. However, um, impotency for my personal experience, I haven't, I've, I've been able to perform pretty much anytime I wanted to. And sometimes when I wish I hadn't, and maybe I should have had impotency issues when I did what I did, but I think it's more situational. You know, if you're tired, there's exhaustion. Like I've been, I've been tired, um, professional dancer back in my day. And I have one particular memory where my at the time partner was like, had seen me on stage for this big show. And he was all roused up. Like, I'm going home with the star dancer. We're about to go down. He couldn't wait. I didn't know shit about this. I had produced the show. I danced in the show. And we had another show tomorrow. And I still had a full-time job. I'm going to fuck to sleep. So I don't think it was an impotency problem necessarily as much as get away from me. Sleep. Yeah, I'm tired. Like, just get away from me. So uh, there was that. Here's the funny, I don't know if y'all gonna find it funny, but I think this shit is funny. So there's this one occasion <laughs> where I was hooking up with this cat and he was well endowed to the point where I looked like a child in the bedroom and I couldn't get it up. I was so embarrassed by the moment and I was trying to have the moment and I was like, does this nigga have a wrist for a dick? And um, you couldn't get it, it up because he was so big? Yep. I just, it, it, I felt, I felt I felt inadequate and he caught it. He was like, I love <laughs> Tiffany questions. She said, wait, 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 wait. You can't get up because he was too big. <laughs> yes. I felt inadequate. Like, oh shit. They got dicks like this. And I don't have one. Like, wait. Okay. I understand that. Well, I mean, it could be and mental, so was, mental imp- impotency, right? Like, what? but he caught it. He was like feeling a little inferior. If he hadn't said that, I probably wouldn't have able to perform. But when he made that statement, my ego got bruised. And I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> hold on. Wait a minute, bro. Hold on. I'm going to pull my car. That's what you're not going to do. And everything was fine after that. Well, I see a little, a little push. Everybody need a little push. You know, here but, and there. And I, so, and I, have, I have never tried to blue pill because to my understanding, it works in a like when it wants to. So when you, when you use it, you're erect this entire time. And so I was like, I don't want to be erect whenever I don't want to be erect. Like when I want to be done, I want to be done. And to my understanding, it's like a four to six hour, depending on your body kind of ordeal. And so let me get this right. I did my two and a, two and a half hours. You know, I got my 10,000 steps in that experience. And now I want to go to the grocery store. I mean, you might not have to reach for the canopies. <laughs> I want to reach for the canopies, though. I mean, I mean, you are. You just you're not going, you know, just not voluntarily. I don't want to have to put my dick in like in my up, up, you know, to make it disappear like the whole grocery experience. Like, I don't I don't want to do that. 
And so, then, and then though, when y'all had mentioned this topic is going to be discussed, I'm changing the direction a bit here. I was like, well, hold on. We're not going to be smashing on the brothers the whole conversation. No, I know these chicks got to be having some erection problems or something. And that's when I found out there's a thing called dry, um, dry vaginal, vaginal canal dryness or something. But so, Tip, I need you to, to chime in on this one, love. Um, what a transition. What a transition. I'm sorry. That, I just need to know, like, you know. Let's clarify. Like, Tiffany does not have this disease. Tiffany, can you speak up if you have this experience? Tiffany said macaroni in the pot. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't have this experience. Um, the only thing that I could think of that would be anywhere remotely close to it would be like there's no foreplay. So if, if a man is just like trying to get straight to it, like it's mm-hmm. not gonna happen. It's not possible. Like you you gotta warm up the car first before you knock the cobwebs down in the corner. I mean it's not even so much about cobwebs. It's just the <laughs> like you you just can't whip it out and put it in and think that that's just you know so you gotta lick it. Before, Before you stick it. Yeah. I support that. I support that. And so do girls share? Do you all like talk about this? You know, unless girl talk, do girls share that they're having dry spells? Um, I'm very candid and open with my friends about sex. And I feel like they're open with me. I've never heard anybody suffering from this. Like where I have heard it is like older women, like menopause age who, um, are just dry. They it doesn't the juices don't flow like they once did. I don't think this is this is something that affects. And I don't know because it could medically affect anyone, right? I'm no medical. Right. Yeah. But um, this is not something that I've ever heard affecting someone my age, around my age, or younger. I was talking to some of my female friends to do some research for this topic, and they said the same thing. She was like, "Yeah, no, that's not." Because then I also found out that. Um, straight couples use lube for females. And I was like, what is that for? I mean, to heighten and add pleasure. Like, you could be trying to go in the back door. Um, it could not get as wet as a guy might want. Long periods. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you figure you just, you you getting older, it, or like you said, it could be a, a, a mountain of things, right? Like the the stress of the day or it just it, hell dehydration could be a part of it right like you ain't hydrated it, it might just or it could be a, a part of foreplay like warming gel or that that kind of thing to heighten senses for both so do you would you use i mean i guess in your experiences bronson have you used lube with one of your partners yeah oh for to enhance to, enhance. A- or, to enhance or to you know to uh build a bridge right so you know you use it. It's a tool, right? Like all these things. I think one of those misconceptions is that like people need to discuss the tools that need to be used in the bedroom, right? And not be afraid of like toys as well as hey, sex aids because these are things that you know can help make this pre- present the experience more pleasurable. That kind of thing. So, yeah, it's a tool. War. I'm, I'm gonna just jump over to war. War. What about you? What, uh, what has been your experience with impotence or lack thereof? Or, you know, conversations you may or may not have had. Tiff said it pretty uh, nicely that uh, sometimes it's, um, it's who, you, who you're with. It's, it, once again, the definition of uh, your uh, ED problem here uh, is that it gets hard. It doesn't stay hard. Is that you can't get it hard, period. You know, uh, like my brother said, there's the uh, 
T'Angelo was saying, sometimes you're tired. I don't think that technically fits into that. You know, your body has no energy to do it. But uh, I've been through all of them. Uh, you know, sometimes you're doing somebody you shouldn't be doing and you need some other motivation to get yourself there. I wouldn't suggest the blue pill. I suggest the pink pill. Uh, oh, like oh, you said. Oh, what's, what's that one? What's that one? Wait. Cialis. You ain't into Cialis? I don't know. Oh, none of it. I'm still new to all this. Oh, uh, yeah. Try Cialis. See, that's nothing. For, especially another thing. Y'all talking about porn. Porn give you that unrealistic, you know, half hour to hour love making sessions. And, you know, I don't <laughs> think really in reality, we're not built for that, you know? So, Listen, it took me they years. They got cut. They got cut. Listen, it took me years <laughs> to learn that that whole I don't I need to go like sixteen hours. I need to be a marathon runner kind of thing. It took me years to learn that that was a, a that was that was incorrect. A farce. I had, I had to have somebody tell me like, okay, listen, goddammit. First off, what you're not gonna do is be going back and forth for me like this a video game controller. We just gonna be playing around for four hours. Nah, 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 brother. You got you got a woman that wants it that long either. No, no, that's what I'm saying. This is a woman telling me this. Like, no, 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 no. No one wants it this long. But like growing up, all you all the misnomers you hear is like you can't be a mini man, right? You need to be Mm -hmm. at a long, you need to be at a last, you got to keep it in the last. If you stop, if you last any less time, they're gonna laugh at you. Or, you know, hell, you might have happened to you once and you got laughed at, and it's like, oh no, fuck that. From here on out, you better be prepared. (laughs) You I'm be one of the fucking Kenya runners in your ass now. So you you, you can stop. I mean, yeah, you're gonna tell me to stop. I'm a motherfucker. I used to get to the point where it just be like, all right, it literally smelled like burned rubber in, in the room, uh, right? Because you just fucking so long with like different condoms, right? So no, I mean, I think that's real war. Like you gotta have that kind of conversation to be like, you know, I mean that misnomer and things like that. It's all about what think, your goal is. I think mm-hmm. one of the things we missed on is the impotence as a result of too much sex, right? Like I know I've been there before where you've had You've had sex with so many. Your you nigga lies. Had, oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You've been, <laughs> you've been, you had too much sex. And, and, and that, that next, that, that next round, you're just like, listen, I can't come no more. I can't do it no more. My dick hurts. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> When it get hard, it burns. You're just like, you're like, I can't do it. Like, or, or you, or you had, or you had that day where you was at home bored and you, you masturbated all day, and then you then the chick wanna the chick wanna fuck with you. And, and then 17 the times wanna, in my record. Oh, the chick, the chick wanna, chick wanna fuck day? with you. And the chick wanna fuck with you. You like, I ain't got no more in me. I can't do it. Like you be fucked up because you know you really want to fuck her. Like she sent you a text, you like, ooh, I gotta figure something out my way out of this one. Ooh. The pink if you go over there, you because you cause because you got two things. You can't go over there and disappoint, right? And then you know, so you can't go over at this point. So if you go over there and you and you either can't get it up or you and you're not gonna nut because you didn't nut it enough, so it's gonna be dry and you're gonna be tired real quick. You be like, oh, this shit ain't even feeling good. So yeah, you you're gonna be short with it. So you can't. So you gotta make a, you gotta make a <laughs> they get that tongue game working. Yeah, but that's only gonna go take you so far though. But as long as they take her to the finish, shit. I have always subscribed to Trina on One Minute Man. She said, if you can't beat it up, eat it up. Put a cherry on top with cream it up. I learned something that day. That's the yeah. that's, that's game. It'd be messages and raps. You guys just got to listen. You got to open that I'll third eye. <laughs> you need your third eye for that? Well, uh, <laughs> you got to be able to see in that canaveral. You got to be able to see in that. You got to see when you get you, you down in there. Shit, you got to be able to breathe through that motherfucker, too. 
that's a that's a different topic for another day. So okay, so let me ask you this. So because we kind of touched on the on a little blue pill help solving the problem, but I think we also talked about that blue pill being too much of a problem. Have you had anybody? Which I I've never had that experience taking a pill, but like, have you had that as a problem? Anybody or heard of anybody having that problem where like you took that pill and it's like for real, like it got to the point where they even had to go to the hospital to get it drained. Not that far, but yeah, I didn't had the problem. You know, you tried. It's like that's not for me. That's for. 50, 60 plus, you know, somebody with circular problems, you know. Someone with a real dysfunction. Yeah, somebody who really is meant for Yeah, you know. But like you said, it it, it cuts on and it's on until it wears Mm -hmm. off. And then there's also the testosterone thing too, though, because people have a testosterone imbalance too, and that can cause some of that issues as well. Yeah, I mean, I think what the overall theme is like medically speaking like right like it need like i think people miss the fact that this is is a medical issue and so it's not just maybe a attraction thing it could just be like hey like you know especially the older i get and the bigger i am it's like man shit i can see it happening like diabetes or health issues come in or you just out of oxygen shit blood needs <laughs> it's a blood problem so if you ain't got enough blood uh, oxygen Hey, you you there? So, yeah. So that, that I mean, I, I I totally get it. And you know, like porn not being real. Um, I think. Well, because because like okay, so like the things you see in porno is not the average woman, right? And like the thing, the nasty ass shit, like they I get mean, cut. <laughs> what got cut? No, so they have the word cut in fucking porn. Oh well, that oh, too. Like, not to mention uh, they got like, fluffers too. They got fluffers as well. And then they got body doubles and shit. You they got listen, fluffers. Porn. They got floggers. Porn. Like you got all kind of tricks and stuff that you can't. Yeah, you think you could do some of and that shit? Editing. Too. What editing? You think they going for an hour? No, they clip that shit together. No, nah, that shit. Yeah, that shit. Three different days. Right. That 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 that, that low shot is probably uh fucking uh powder sugar and water. <laughs> stock field, stock footage, stock. Yeah, footage. That, that like I'm telling you, they got fluffers on the side. So like when you gonna cut, this is like Hollywood level movie editing that y'all talking about for low budget porn. I mean, but porn no, listen, is low budget. Oh, you think? Yeah, oh. porn ain't low budget. Now it depends on now if you watching amateur porn. We ain't saying all yeah, these. That's why they already give you the. That's why they always cut it down to four minute clips. <laughs> Reality, <laughs> amateur porn is the biggest. I want reality porn. I want the I want the stuff you shot at the house and you got home from work. That's what I want. <laughs> I mean, that's OnlyFans. Give me a little bit more class. I'd like a little more class. That's OnlyFans. Fans, you know. <laughs> your think, but listen, even with OnlyFans, the the everybody has editing capability now, right? They do, and they have Hollywood level capability on edit mode. I mean, I can edit. I can make all our shit look like glamour shots if I just wanted to take the time to do that. Yeah. But I just don't take the time to do that. But please do. The software out there nowadays is freaking amazing. Like I, what I've experienced, um, I've met I met at two different phases of life. I've met these twenty-something-year-olds and just sharing about sexual experiences. These young cats was telling me that they both they were twenty-two years old and told me that they had experienced ED. And I was like, "Well, what happened?" They said from watching too much porn, where basically they would have just ingested so much porn and raised their, I guess, libido and stayed up there for so long. When they went to have regular sexual experiences, their body was used to the porn. And so they couldn't get it up in a real scenario. And it just blew my mind that a 22-year-old couldn't get his dick to work. 
at 22? That's because we all predate the internet, right? Like, we predate the internet. So we remember having to use a Victoria's Secret magazine or a goddamn JCPenney catalog to get off, right? Like, you you had to push that self folder. But, like, looking at shit in 4K, QLED, 120 megahertz per second, <laughs> goddamn HDMI streaming on a, a one gigahertz. I mean, if I had been at... <laughs> Listen, I told you my shit was 17 at, at 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 the age of like 17, 17 times a day at the age of 17 with fucking uh Spice Channel on cable and dial up internet. Nigga, today with fucking Instagram models and high speed internet? Oh my god. I'd probably be on with a fucking IV in my arm, still dehydrated. So I mean, I can see like that over that overstimulation like it's and like Sex is a lot more rampant available now, right? Like it's in movies and like even like the PG thirteen shit still got like sexual like innuendo. Like our, our PG thirteen, you might have had a tongue kiss or some shit like that, but not nah, you know like shit is like everything is like sex and sex sales and it's like it's so I can see them being at twenty two with like you know I'm used to nasty shit and like this you know this vanilla ass missionary i mean this just ain't doing it for me right now like if i'm used to seeing a nigga get punched in the eye three or four times burnt with a cigarette hair pulled while you know somebody in the joker mask laughing in the background i mean if we just in your you know we just in your bedroom with your jc penny sheets i mean that, that, that might not just you know that might not be doing it for me today it's unfortunate <laughs> nothing replaced realistic People have like realistic expectations of, and, and and that's too. I mean, like people don't talk about this, right? Or how that and that was gonna be my next question. How often do you have this conversation? or have had these conversations with your friends. What conversation? Never, really? What like, the conversation about sex or impotency? Impotency, like or you know, or 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 really sexual experiences leading to impotency or you know, uh, overstimulation, that kind of thing. You don't talk about it. Like it is, it is definitely do not. You do not talk about it with your friends. <laughs> I don't think I have a friend who's experience. I mean, I guess the experience they didn't tell me, but I'm pretty with my friends. I'm um, I mean, I'm very candid. We share a lot. So I guess if they, uh, well, they I've, had, I'm I've had I've had my friends tell me, I have to say my some of my friends have told me too, but it, really? I, yeah. You know you want to ask it, who <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask after the show, don't worry. <laughs> Hey, so uh, join the Patreon if you want to know who he's uh, Smitty was talking about. <laughs> so it's different tiers to this package. The one dollar gets you uh, one name. The ten dollar, oh shit, we're gonna open up the bag for you. So, but you know, I mean, yes. I, 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 go ahead, Tiffany. I think as a woman, like we don't, we wouldn't necessarily. This is a, again an assumption. Wouldn't necessarily talk about like if a guy is can't get it up with you. Because I think oftentimes we blame ourselves like, oh, it was me. Like he wasn't attracted to me or I didn't give him what he needed in the moment. So he couldn't get it up. When in reality, it could just be outside factors. He could be tired or he could have, you know, other stuff going on. Mm -hmm. I think women talk about that, though, with other women. I'm a woman. Yep. (laughs) I've never had. I I, I know. I know. I'm just saying. (laughs) I, I know. I know some women that have talked about it. You know, I happen to be in a room, right? So, like, I think women do talk about it, right? Like, you know, girl, he he couldn't get it up, and he told me this, and blah 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 blah. You know, it's just stuff like that happens. Where I think women are more comfortable talking about it to other women, but men is not going to like. I, I guarantee you, most men will not come to their friends and say, "Man, I'm having a, tr- I'm having the hardest time 
keeping my dick hard or 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 getting my or or having an erection. They just we just think we just not gonna we just not gonna talk about it. I I, I think it has to say to me and hey, you got a blue pill? Do you have those type of conversations instead of saying, Hey, I can't get it up? It's and how you get your hands on this. Probably. Yeah. It's probably more of those conversations. Yeah. Well, see, I am at the point. And it, it, I'm just saying me that I would be like, hey, man, damn, I was trying and shit was like flaccid noodle, new, new, real noodle-ish right now. Real, you know, so but like, I mean, but I, I like you said, I, I can see not people not being comfortable about that. Right. Like it just, you know, but like people, I can see people saying that they, they're not comfortable having that conversation. It is embarrassing. Right. Because, I mean, so much of you as being a man is tied to being, you know, hey, I supposed to be, you know. What's the word I'm thinking of? Performance is tied to our manhood. Yeah, right. Like you're supposed to be strong and impotent, and not impotent. You're supposed to be able to, you know, push through anything, and like that's that's how it's supposed to be. And like you know, showing that side of weakness is like, and even me saying that right there, like it's a sign. It's not a sign of weakness, but people may perceive it as being a sign of weakness. So um, Uh, depends on your friends. (laughs) And that too. And that too. I mean, and you know, maybe I just had gas. Gas, people don't talk about that. Gas or a full stomach, sometimes it just don't work. So. <laughs> I believe that's been right there. <laughs> so it just don't work. So thank y'all. I'm going to go ahead and shoot over to the next topic. And so I want to ask you, since we've discussed empathy and, you know, just the different ways in which empathy can cause and how that affects you, I want to know from everybody on here is, I mean, I'm assuming, you can tell me yay or nay, but I'm assuming everyone has been in a relationship, whether it's sexual, committed, or anything. But I want to ask, how often should you have sex in a relationship? And so I am going to start off with Ward. Ward, I'm going to go with you first. In your in a relationship, how often do you think you should have sex? Mm, it changes with age and responsibility, but I say a good number is once, twice a week. You know, that everyday stuff, I guess, you know, you, when you don't have no responsibilities, no job, yeah. You're supposed to be, I guess, fucking that much. Y'all live together, but we living at two different locations. I got a job. You got a job. Maybe kids involved. That's that's putting a lot of pressure to try to do it every day or every other day. I mean, you might want to. You know, you might. Here's, try. A, here's a true question. If it were offered every day, would you turn it down? <laughs> If we living in the same location, no, I wouldn't. I couldn't turn it down if we sleeping in the same bed. But if I got to, you know, now I got to make way to try to get to your house. Or you got to get to my house. And you got to navigate traffic, stop traffic, and, all and you then go back up. home. Yeah. yeah, go back home. You're up you're late. <laughs> so next day, you know, older I got, now I got to deal with the ramifications of what I do at night. You know, <laughs> I can't go out drinking and partying knowing I got something to do. I can't stay up trying to hit them marathon sex sessions and then try to wake up in the morning and feel the same. But yeah, two times a week, show your face. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. A good. Uh, I say at least the weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, got no excuse for that. But not. <laughs> All right. Okay. Who, who gonna be my next victim? Who am I asking next? I'm gonna go with Smitty. Smitty, what what what's your thoughts? How, how often should you have sex in a relationship? You know, I would have to agree with Ward, but I think I think it's probably a few times a week, maybe three. You know, I think a definitely a start of the week kind of thing, you know, midweek booster um, and and 
and then the 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 weekend hallelujah, you know, just something, you know. What is this? A vitamin set? <laughs> vitamin pressure music set a midweek booster. Yeah. yeah. You I definitely think you need that midweek booster because like like that, like when when uh because you stressed out so like sunday you like sunday maybe early monday morning before you go to work you know i it, i think i also think that you should probably have some type of like sexual thing something in between right not necessarily i'm not saying like it could be head it could be a hand session it could be it could be just something some type of release but i think you should you should kind of interact you know daily whether it's a kiss and y'all really passionate about it where you get some things, but I think it should definitely have some type of, uh, in, you know, some type of things like that when you're in a relationship. Now, with that being said, like if you are in the same house, now if you are, if you are trying to navigate shit, if you in traffic, I say get it when you can. <laughs> like, like if you try to go through, if you like, because like you get off work and 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 I work on this side of town and my house on this side of town and you work on that side of town and your house is on that side of town. I mean, I'd be coming on that side of town tonight, right? Because it's it's five it's five o'clock already. I mean, you like you said, it's late, it's traffic. You know, we live in cold weather cities, so like, I got a car warm up too. Oh no, I don't know, man. Like, you know, and gotta, if you got kids now, if you got the kids at the house, like if if she if she got single single mom and the dad gets the, the kids on the weekend, then uh, you may not only you may only get it on the weekend, you know, or if you the single dad and you got the kids, you can't just leave out in the middle of the night sometimes. So Tiffany thoughts. I just personally think as much as possible, like as much as the, the two of you could, could do it and want to do it, have the desire to do it, whatever that number is. I think you putting yourself behind an eight ball by attaching a number to anything, because the moment you might miss, you know, say you do it three times a week and the moment is two times a week, it'll be a problem. The moment is one time a week is going to be a problem. It's like, well, we agreed on three times or we agreed on two times. Like, well, no, like if it if it work out where some weeks is four times a week, cool. If it work out where sometimes it might be once a week, that's fine, too. Just my Tiffany Sumble opinion. So you like you like you like get it in no matter what, like if it's every like just get it in when you get it in. Yeah, I mean, but if that's but it has to be your desire, like if both of y'all want it. You're going to make it happen. And I understand being tired. I, I love sleep. I could sleep all day. And I understand, like, being busy and having all these outside factors. I just say don't don't attach a number to however many times you want to have sex because you're setting yourself up for failure. And then you got to schedule it. You got to, like, okay, we only did it once this week. We got we got two more times to go. When is it? <laughs> It sounds more like a chore than a thing. Well, for uh, well, I, you know, I don't know if I, I, I say that, like, I'm not going to tell my partner, like, let's do it twice a week at minimum. Right. Like, I don't think it's that. I just think it's a, like mentally for me, it's healthy. If it's, if it's a f- few times a right, week. But you've created this expectation in your head. Right. So you might not articulate and say, Hey, I want to have sex three times a week, but in your head, you got that counter going. Right. So, right. If she only gives it up twice a week, then it's, it creates that frustration. A frustration that you may not say, that you may come out and say, hey, I need that third time or shit's not going to be right. But it, it creates this frustration within you. And all I'm saying is going to it, whereas as much as we do it, that's just that's what we do. Now, obviously, no times a week is that that could cause a problem or 
if y'all not doing it with any type of regularity, sure, that causes a problem where a conversation is going to have to be had. But I just think that, you know, the number thing is what throws me off. I got you. I got you. T'Angela? Uh, at first, before Tiff said what she said, my number was two to three times a week. But then I was like, ooh, I think my answer just changed. Because I, I, I guess I go with you in that, Tiff, where I don't really have a number. And I was thinking about um, my last relationship. We were together for seven years. And I don't know how many times a week it was. I, I, I have no clue. It was, you know, like you said, whenever you wanted to. And we had separate bedrooms. Most of our relationship, we had, when we lived together, we had our own bedrooms. And so sometimes I sleep in his room, sometimes I sleep in my room. Like, it's whatever. Or you sneak across the middle of the night, you know, kind of whatever you want to do. But, um, and it wasn't a number. I think it's more of a feeling. When you wake up, you're like, damn, we ain't got to, it's been eight days. <laughs> like, that more of a thing. It wasn't that we didn't hit our number two or three for the week. But I realized, like, hey, we, you know, haven't connected in that way in so much time. So, yeah, I think what is healthy is up to you. Um, I have a friend who doesn't is not that sexual of a person. And so three times a month is like, score, I did it. And I'm like, oh, you know, but that's their thing. So that's my answer. What amount of sex do you think is healthy in, in a relationship? Right. What like is there is there an amount like not just, you know, how often you should do it, but like, is there a healthy amount? Like, because I know tips say like, no, no sex is I mean, that's y'all thing, fine, but like, you know, sex is a basic need, right? Uh, Maslow's basic need chart, right? Sex is one of those, right? One of those pillars. And so, do you think there's a healthy amount of sex that you should have? Like, is there like a... Cause sex I think is healthy. It's, that's personal need. Uh, I don't think it's like water. Like, you know how much water you should have to, you know, to keep your blood pressure down. There's a certain amount. They know that. I don't necessarily think there's a number, an amount of sex that that is is generalized again like i said my one friend three times a month is is that's the thing and for me that seems like a drought so <laughs> you have to kind of find what works for you yeah you know go ahead Tiff. no i was just gonna say i'm kind of on the same page because some people can go months without sex some people can go hours you know it's it <laughs> on i you know i think I think self-sex is super, super important to your health, though. Like no sex. No, no, no. Just sex in general. It's oh, it's I very. We had another topic there. We had another topic there. But no, I just you know I, I this is gonna sound this is gonna sound weird, but I remember my grandfather. Right, I know like my grandfather got like my grandfather was having sex way more than a I, I, I grandfather probably should have okay? Mine too. And, and and until he stopped really doing that he he was like vibrant like my granddaddy used to walk from from van dyke to the eastern market okay like walk okay at 60 plus okay you know like my granddaddy would walk carry groceries back okay I think my granddaddy got my granddaddy turned 75 and probably like 78. He started just kind of like diminishing. He got dementia, but he wasn't having the relations that he was having with like between 60 and 78. Like, I mean, my granddaddy was getting it out. I, I mean, <laughs> like, you know I was, Yo, that's, me a, that's, a, that's a good question. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is not a part of the topic. So. <laughs> Why do you know this? But, Know the sexual because, to this man. Because, I, as far as I could go with it, I went as far as I could. Like, what the fuck? 
because, <laughs> because my granddaddy, my granddaddy was 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 like that though. Like he wasn't like he was he was first off, my mother talked a lot about it. And because because he 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 tried to get on her girl, you know, her her friends. And then my sister talked a lot about it because he tried to get pick up her friends. And so well, I heard a lot about it. He, huh? he wasn't he wasn't smashing grandma. He, he was no, 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 no. My grand my grandmother died years earlier. Oh, wow. she so, was being fucked to death. <laughs> uh, and so he, I'm just saying, like with with the with the the with my granddaddy being so vibrant when he was like doing it, like I just I always think sex is very important because he was he was. He, he it never stopped him like until he stopped having sex. That's when it kind of like my so granddaddy. I'm gonna be fucking like this since I'm so I'm 75. <laughs> I'm listen, my granddaddy turned you know, 78 and got de- got dementia. My granddaddy died at 85, but like it was just because of that. Like before, my granddaddy was the like well, I mean, like got other factors here. Like yeah, that was a chicken and egg thing there, man. Was it the dementia that slowed down him getting exactly? Exactly. Him getting girls that called it brought it on the early dementia. Which one? Well, I think listen, it was the listen. sex that slowed down the dementia, man. You know the faculties. You know when he slowed down. And Let me say, I'm gonna tell you, I agree with that because my granddaddy used to forget some shit. But the next day he remembered that shit after he had somebody. Hey, one one of my lady friends over. I call you back. I call you back. Next day I'm like, I'm like, he be calling, call me up. He's like, oh, so so we was talking about such. I said, how you remember we talking about? But you can't remember your keys at yesterday. Hey, listen to D'Angelo point. You know, uh, older adult, sixty five and older, got the highest rate of STDs. Yes. So they just be fucking, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a possibility. <laughs> a lot of my lady friends. <laughs> So and older okay. people have so, sex without condoms, like they if that's what it was back in the day, and that's why right. listen after a certain age, fuck it. I'm not having I mean, I ain't had sex with condom in a long time anyway, but I fuck what I'm putting the condom on for. I'm gonna have I got more behind me in front of me anyway, might as well go out fun. I but came I and then the, I went. That's the issue with older people because they think like, oh, I'm only using a condom to prevent like pregnancy. pregnancy. So I can't you you can't get pregnant after a certain point. So we good. Yeah, you got to have some strong blood pressure to use condoms, man. Just saying, just saying. So, <laughs> so what do y'all think about? What do y'all think about this? Uh, what do y'all think about? Like, have you ever heard about sex three sixty five, where you have sex every, every day? Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> that sounds exhausting. <laughs> sounds like your teenage years. My knee hurt just thinking about that shit. <laughs> Like my knee, my knee, my back hurt. My motherfucker, I I call it Charlie horse. Just thinking about that shit. Oh man, could you imagine pelvic thrust in three sixty five? I'll be talking. Is it pelvic thrust? We're talking about. Is it just sexual activity? Like what we talking? You have to have sex. You have to have intercourse and sex every day. No, I'm busy. I got shit to do. Imagine how how in shape you would be. Fucking quads would be on fleek. Calf muscles. Like I mean, think about it. Patella well, tendons to be strong because the knee game. I mean, you, you you probably burn a lot of calories. A I'm sex therapist, the sex therapist said it's it's really good for building building like stronger connections with your partner by by doing that every day. Um, she ain't get kids. It, it 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 doesn't allow for a lot of a lot of I'm gonna say infiltration, right? You know, you're you're having sex, you're having a regular that bitch is spot. You you doing every day, you just won't have like. 
Because what happens is your mind starts to wonder, right? When you have those gaps, right? You're like, well, let me, let me, okay, let me get up in in, in the morning, watch porn and jack off. And then, because I know I'm going to get some on Wednesday or Thursday to Tiffany's and Tiangelo point, right? You can't plan it, right? But you know, if you're going to get it on Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, whatever, you like during the week, you're jacking off. And so you, your mind wondering, and you start to do these other things. Or if you just have sex every day, it, 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 just, it takes away from those kind of, distractions because you're you're sexually satisfied every day it's just like like sex with someone every day for them to have their commitment of not fucking somebody <laughs> then i'm good like you probably need to go ahead and do what you're gonna do you have uh, a problem. but but the, the way she put it the way she put it though it's nothing like the way she put it the way she put it though like she basically just flat out said it she was like she was like it's like eating she said it's it's about having shelter. She's like, we it's a basic, like I go back to the, the Maslow chart, it's a basic need. Food, oh, water, uh, shelter. We can't, put, we can't put sex with food, bro. If I don't eat and drink water, I die. If you don't have sex for a year, you good. Uh, but you have had sex with food. I mean, like some strawberry, <laughs> yeah, never mind. whipped cream. So I understand to your point of like it, it is a I understand my need. I get that and I understand that it is a basic need. But I, I, I'm, I'm with Tiangelo. I gotta diverge there when you start putting it on the same level as water and food, because you can live without sex. Like if I never had sex again a day in my life, I would live until I'm supposed to be gone. Not the case with food and water. So I'm not quite sure they can equate. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> 365. That's but, maybe, but, but what maybe it's not so much, maybe it's sexual like behavior, maybe it's intimacy. So maybe it's like, okay, maybe I mean, I, I know, I know 6365 is actually talking about physical penetration and set like sexual to the point of ejaculation, but maybe it's not like, okay, maybe it's a hand job or maybe it's oral sex, maybe it's you know, y'all watching I each other. Sexual activity, he specifically said no. No, 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 no. I know I'm talking about, but I'm talking about in, in like, could you do it if these are the case? Like, if this is, if this is now added, like, if it's different use, so like maybe one day on Thursday, y'all decide, you know what, we're not gonna, we're gonna watch each other use toys, right? Or that kind of thing, you know. Could you do 365 at that point? Could you commit to, could you commit to having an orgasm every day of your life? How about that? I don't want to. I don't want to. So, now what? Mm-hmm. Tiffany? Commitment. <laughs> Go back to your listen. Go back to both of y'all statements, though. Y'all both said if 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 it's if that's the thing, that's the thing. No, I said if we said it's the thing, not it's a thing. That book said that's the thing. We didn't say that was a thing. I'm just saying, like, like if your partner is coming to you and say, "Listen, I want to have sex every day," right? You say, "No, I don't want to do that." Like. Do you move on? What 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 happened? I don't think my partner would say that to me. I think it's a deeper conversation <laughs> at that point, right? Like, why do you think? Like, what's wrong with our current sex life? Are you <laughs> with the current sex life? Do you want more sex, or are you saying you want sex three hundred and sixty-five days a year? Because th- those are two very different things, right? If you're just unsatisfied with the one two times a week and you want more, that's a conversation. That's something that we could come to some sort of agreement on. But 365, I'm not going to be present all every day. So you're going to get dead body. Like, it's just not, it's, it's not, it's 
to get to the point where it's not going to be sexually satisfying for you. Well, see, that's why I said, could you cancel the idea of an orgasm every day of a year? Like, every day, starting, like, say, okay, we're going to start December 1st to December 1st, 2022, and I'm going to achieve an orgasm every day of the year. Could you do it? Or would you want to do it, I should say? It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. Even when I was young and I was beating off a lot, mm, even that was hard. Seven days a week, every day. You want a day off, man. Everybody want a day off from everything. I don't care if it's your workout, your diet. Everybody wants Yo, that's that's crazy, yo. Your cheat day is not busting nut. That's crazy. Well, let me understand. Could could you do that? Like, am I missing something? Something Oh no, absolutely not. I, 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 that seems like the dumbest shit ever. But I'm just what I'm saying is, I just, I just wanted to know. I just was curious about other people. And they create like, like a sex person who who has identified themselves as being a sex addict would probably say yes, and probably twice a day, right? Because they feel like they need to fulfill that satiation, that need to have sex. To me, no, I don't want to do that because I got responsibility and a bunch of other shit. I'm tired most of the time. I don't want to do that. I'm fat. So that's a lot of extra work. My knees hurt. No, man, I don't want to do that every day. Even if it was just me laying there to achieve an orgasm, that still ain't no fun. Like the whole point of sex should be fun and like, you know, it should be an experience. Not not to de- to say something comes out of me and I'm, and, you know, I'm good. Like that's a chore at that point. Right. So sex 365 to me would turn into a chore. Unless I'm just, you know, uneducated, right? And so I try to have a, I got a sex therapist friend, shout out to her that I was trying to have on the show, or I'm sorry, she's a sex doula that I was trying to have on the show. And yeah, I know, right? Watch. Damn. You got it. You know what? I can, I can send y'all. If I got her permission, I would shout her out on the podcast, but I told her when I, I, I post this, to post it under, uh, start commenting under to let y'all know. So I'll send y'all the website. Y'all can go check it out, but you know. Yeah, give you tips, tri- tricks, you know, how to produce intimacy, how to get more involved. So, yeah, shout out to, you know, her. I'll send y'all, y'all, y'all look, y'all, somebody looks intrigued. So I, I will send that information out uh, going forward. All right, well, thank y'all for that. And moving on, thank you, Smitty, for holding it down. I appreciate it. All right, so for our final topic of the day, and this is from our Word from the People segment, we want to know who is more dangerous to Black people, the redneck or the white liberal? And so I am going to start off with Tiffany. Tiffany, I'm going to start off with you. Who is more dangerous to black people, the redneck and the white liberal? And so what I mean, you know, what I mean by that, when I say the white liberal is that people that identify as being a supporter or activist, but maybe not quite aware or, you know, or are they doing more detriment than they think they're doing aid? So Tiffany, I'm going to go with you. I was actually looking for this uh, quote that Martin Luther King said that I had posted before. I I think it's the white liberal. Um, I think that oftentimes they they want peace more than equality. And I think that as Black people, we need equality. So they will forego equality in the presence of peace or what looks like peace for them. I think that with like a KKK member or, you know, like a a hateful white person. I think we know where they stand. And I think that they're, they're harmed to us. Like we know what that looks like. I think the white liberal is the person who stands in the, uh, 
stands in the way of Black people getting the equality that we deserve. But I will find my quote and I'll read that. Just move on from stuff. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, T'Angela, what about you? Who is I'm more on. dangerous to the... Oh, you want to say it? Yes. Okay, go ahead. It's from Martin Luther King, and it says, I almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block and the stride towards freedom is the white citizen counselor or the, or I'm sorry, is not the white citizen counselor or the Ku Klux Klanner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice. Mm. MLK. So, T'Angelo, I'm going to go to you. Um, who, to you, to your opinion, is more dangerous to the Black people? A white liberal or, or a redneck? So, when this... I don't play in the political world, so sometimes words like liberals and conservatives and stuff don't resonate with me because I find all that to be entertainment. However, in getting this question and kind of preparing for it, my first answer would have been the redneck. Because I feel like those are what the headlines are always uh, producing to the world. You know, the red, I mean, the what the killings and the young man running down the street and um, just the different things we've seen has been either by a redneck or redneck-like behavior. And I'm saying the word redneck from a stereotypical point of view, and I think that's what we're referring to, that stereotypical kind of personality or character of person. And um, then I dig further into, okay, what is a white liberal? What does that really mean? And in the end, I guess it does turn out to be more of the white liberal because of the stealthness of their presence. You know, you can have them walking in your home. You're telling them all the backdoor secrets. They're at the meeting rallying for you. And I love all people, but we have to sometimes question when the people are divided by the current cause, where do people stand? And granted, in this new age, we are seeing more blended of all people standing for all different situations. We're talking about danger. That could be a more dangerous person just because when times get hard and I don't have a choice, you know, of what side this I'm going to stand on. I get killed if I'm on the other side. So I have to stand boldly on this side where you have choice and now you're uncomfortable. Now your family's receiving death threats, or now your family and your job is under under scrutiny. You have to make it, you're going to most likely make a different decision. So I just feel like it can be a very muddy space to be in, but it would seem like the white liberal could be more dangerous. And sometimes the danger isn't even on purpose. They don't even mean to do it. You know, I don't think it's always intentional. Um, it, it just, I, I, so for the present question, my vote would have to go to the liberal. Thank you. And, and, you know, it, it reminds me of a, a video, I watch, a clip I watched a few years ago when, you know, they were asking, like, I think it was white, like 20 somethings, you know, about like, how do they feel? About, like, what's the biggest issue um, for black people in the community? And they were going around and say, oh, black people don't have Internet in their homes and they just don't know how to use the Internet. And, they, you know, because and it's such a travesty that they don't have the capability to have, you know, modes, means of communication and resources. And then. And then they go to interview black people and they was like, the fuck are you talking about? I got an iPhone in my hand right now. Like, no, I got internet connection. I got high speed in there at my house. I got stream all day long. What are you like? What we're like with the misconnection? And, and so that kind of reminds me like how like the white liberal is just fighting for a cause and don't even know what the cause is they should be fighting for. So Ward, I'm gonna hop over to you. Who is more dangerous in your opinion? Oh, uh, 
Well, too, we draw this line. I'm gonna have to push on the the red deck side because I'm thinking that's encompassing all that oppose us, not just the uh, clan or the flag, the Confederate flag flag, you know, waiver. It's the the judges, the the lawyers, the all the races that don't say they racist, who don't post and like post, is the ones that's working against us. Now, I'm not saying the liberal is not troublesome. Because like you said, they can distract or they can, you know, focus on the wrong things or what's important. Let's get us Juneteenth, but not really any physical change, the law of anything. But I still say they're in the room with us. We can teach them. Oh, I can't teach no redneck, man. I can't teach somebody who think my blood is is evil or my people is wrong. It's something just about my skin tone and my race that makes us different than someone. We are humans. You know, if you, it's like a disbelief. They crazy. The liberals just are uneducated. I can work with the uneducated. I can educate them. I can't educate crazy. Crazy is loony. They are, they off the wall. They, they got their own set of rules. And like I said, it's not just, if we go on just the, the, the loud, KKK members, okay, we can see them coming and we can avoid them, yeah. But it's a lot of different layers to their racism over there. The the Beckys or whatever you want to call the the white ones that's you know they 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 try, you know they just might not be. We got to take our time with the let them know and truly liberals are, are different because they 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 you don't know where they heart at. Are they doing it because? They want to be down with the cause or something, or are they doing it because they, they, they it's some some real tangible something inside of them. They they realize the truth. I don't know, That's, I, but I'd rather not be knowing that. I, I stayed in Florida for a second. I can't stand rednecks. I can't stand nothing about. I don't know how brothers is still. You know, a lot of brothers is, is black people are still in the south. I don't understand it. They down the road in the woods from these racist characters. I can't, uh, mm-mm, mm-mm, can't do it. The one thing about like a redneck, I somewhat agree with that. Like a redneck, you know, right? Like you like, Hey, I know what you stand for. Right. Where a white liberal is disguising their prep, their, their advancement for the white agenda under some type of cause. Right. Because ultimately Everything that has happened from a white liberal perspective has advanced the white, the white race, right? Like whether they like freeing the slaves, right? Well, yeah, people like, well, that, that, how did that advance the white culture? Uh, that opened that opened labor up to so many more people, right? So mm-hmm. now, as a white person, I can get a business, and then I can hire these folks, right? Pay them pennies, right? And 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 grow my business. Well, before the South had a monopoly on labor, like good labor, right? And so everything has might as well be to, the shit was free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, I just think I think that I think that white liberals and white conservatives are shaped by whiteness. Like it, it, it ultimately it's about it's about white the the white race in general, right? Like they can come and say. Oh, we about love and we want this and everything like this, right? Well, no, like, like I don't like I'm gonna go home. I'm a I'm a I'm a white liberal today. I'm gonna go home and and tell you uh that I support. I mean, I'm gonna be out in public, I'm rallying for you. Yes, 
you know, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. But mentally, I'm thinking, okay, if I do this, this is going to advance, you know, uh, this is going to advance my business. It's going to do this. It's going to do this. Black people are going to come in. They're going to give me more. They're going to give me. They're going to give me more of their money. It's about advancing the white culture and not advancing, say, their betterment of black all. people or 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 people in general, like the people that they they're so liberal for. So, uh, I, so, go, so let me ask you this, Mindy, because you you kind of brought up a point that I wanted to ask, and that is, do you believe it's intentional that what the white liberals are doing, or or do, that do they or they just simply a part of a system and not even realize how racist or how harmful they mean. I, I, they're, they're part of a, they, they're, they know what they're doing. I think they're, they're intentional about it. Everything they do is very intentional, right? It, they don't go to every rally, you know, uh, they, they go. So like, for example, let, let's take about the white liberal, right? When, when, when any, there's a black shooting, right. And, and, and they did all this, like all these, uh, all these rallies and there was fire and, and rioting. It wasn't started by the, 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 the people who rally going, it was started by some of them was started by white individuals because they wanted to get, they wanted to burn these things down so that a, they either, it was, some of them had ulterior motives. They wanted some insurance money or, or B they wanted to, they wanted to destroy a business that competes with them. It just gives them, it gives them that ability to kind of, move in and, and and be strategic right like it's everything is very strategic like they can they can be sitting on a they can sit on a jury today they can be the most enlightened white person but they convict your ass as you black like they they, they do that they do that like it don't they don't um if they don't see you as 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 a part of their 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 microcosm you're going to be convicted and they feel they feel you as a threat no matter if the white liberal the white liberal I can guarantee you, we get on an elevator with a white liberal right now who who's like the the she's we seen her new. I guarantee she'll grab a purse. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. And she's supposed to be enlightened. Facts. Facts. I don't know if that's the true liberal though. The true liberals, they take it too far. They just they act like they black. They just they want to be so down and so they come off as phony to me sometimes. I don't the ones that's Secretly racist. Them ain't real liberals, man. They, uh, I like that. What she was talking about. They not for equality. They just want you know. I just want y'all to calm down. Let's let's, let's be civil about this. Uh, mm-hmm. But like I said, the ones that's coming to these rallies and burning stuff. That's the far, the far left. And some of them far left ones. They wild. And they white. And white people when they get wild, they do that. They. They want to bomb. They want to pipe bomb stuff. You know, we like we just want to march, get our point across. Y'all yeah, about bring people. awareness to the situation. You motherfuckers over there, like, all right, we just gonna set the whole block. Burning everything down. Like, nah, we don't. We not. We don't need that. Really, Tiffany? We 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 don't want to burn it all the fuck down. I mean, I think some things you do burn the fuck down. But all right, all right. I mean, I'm just saying. so. Let me ask you how it is. Which do you prefer? Which is dumb as dumbass question, but I'm gonna ask, which do you prefer? Do you prefer blatant racism just out in your front? You walk down the street, hey nigger, how you doing? Or do you want like that passive aggressive, you know, like I don't want you to say it to my face, but I mean behind closed doors, you do what you do. And this is I open. like how racism blatant come straight at me. <laughs> right. 
Cause I, I like mine straight on. Like I hate when I have to when I have to sift through it. Like I don't I don't fucking want to work at your racism. I know you racist. I don't want to work at it. Like I don't want to have to do it. Uh, I, but I also I'm also I also kind of like the closet racism because they they think they they racist my door, but they real pussy on in public. You know what I'm saying? You're like shut your bitch ass up. Oh. <laughs> then they go home and talk about you real they go home and talk about you real bad that if that nigga would have said something else about i punch him in their face you ain't doing shit you wasn't gonna do nothing <laughs> <laughs> what about you Tiazlo? which do you prefer I think I definitely prefer the side eye okay uh, and the reason I would say that is because it would affect my life a lot less I don't really I'm not subscribing to what you're doing or what you're saying um, if you're in a position of power, that's, you know, that's what it is. But what's meant for me is mine. I have been a gay black man in America for quite some time and I've experienced it. I've had the person who didn't promote me because he learned I was gay. Uh, I don't know if my black has held me back in my career at all. I've kind of done most of everything I wanted to do. So um, you could side eye, you could say it behind my back, you know, all that stuff. That is for me is perfect. It is so perfect because I don't have to even pay attention. I don't have to read it. I don't need to know about it. If they're in my face and they kind of do a little, you know, angle with it, I can call that out in a way that they'll learn not to do that again. Yeah. I don't worry about you. So the blatant stuff, I feel like I have to deal with because you are blatant. The side eye ones who are kind of low key in it. I don't have to. I don't have to. Okay. okay. That's a question. So would does it matter to you if you're dealing with a closeted racist? Like say you have to work for a closeted racist or you're you're potentially friends with someone like that. So for me, my, like for me, walking in my own journey, my truth, my energy, my, all of that, I've been blessed to be an enjoyable person to be around. That's just what it is. People typically enjoy being around me so I can kill you with kindness. So even in the fact that you, let's say, hate the, or you have a, not hate, but you have some kind of angst about the black culture, let's say, you know, inside of that, they do give outliers. So they could not like black people, but like me, because they don't see me as black because I'm not that black guy that's on TV. I'm not the hood dude. I'm not the sagging dude. My brother walk in the room, they're like, whoa, you know him? That's my brother. Like they would have an issue with him and not with me. And we've experienced that. We work for the same company. And his experience was way different than mine because I fit into the corporate, um, the corporate mold better than he does. And so I could be your friend, I could be your colleague or whatever, because I might get the chance to open you up to something else. As Christopher was saying, the teachable moment. And people have ignored for, I had people who had cultural questions about black or sexuality who got enlightened because they learned to feel comfortable enough with me to ask me that inappropriate question or to ask that difficult question. And I welcome it. I, I welcome the opportunity to enlighten. I think that's just more curiosity though, right? Like I can deal with someone who's curious and who wants to know more, but I'm talking like people who are like closeted racists. So if you, if you want to deal with the person, you said you like your racism more low key, not the one that's just outwardly racist. Mm -hmm. Like you may work for someone who's, who's kind of a closet racist and that doesn't bother you. It won't bother me because we don't know how God works. We don't know how the universe works. You being that close to me could change that. Just you being that close to me could change that. And so to keep my enemy 
way the fuck over there, all you're going to do is continue to gaslight each other with untruths and stereotypes. But when you are standing next to me, you may still think my brother or urban dudes or most swagged out dudes, you might have a negative impression on them, but at least you gave me a chance. And you can't get to 100% without going through 1%. And so if I can give that 1% change, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that because we don't know what that might turn into. So do you think that sometimes it's like, yeah, there are Black people who are palatable, like palatable for white people who are all oh, the good Black people. So yeah, they may like you, but for me, it's an issue like you like me, but you don't like my brother who is the more hood Black guy. Like, so you, you're forcing me to fit into this box, right? Like, as long as I fit into this box that you're comfortable with, I'm the type of person that makes you comfortable, that's okay. But the same Black person who, like, for example, my brother, I don't, the way you spoke about your brother, big Black guy, dreads down the back, extremely educated, right? <laughs> same brother. Right. But, but he presents tattoos all over. He presents like a nigga. Mm-hmm. But extremely educated, knows what he knows. It's not fair for me to walk into a room and for me to be accepted because I may be more palatable to white people and for them to look at him and grab their purse. I, I struggle with that. And I, I support I support your struggle. I think that what you're saying is absolutely true and correct. I'm not taking away from that. But there isn't one way to do this. There isn't one. We can't find a way to get to everybody. It's going to take the palatable black guy. It's going to take the ex, uh, the Malcolm X black guy. It's going to take the um, Jennifer Holidays. It's going to take a, a plethora of different textures of us to move it forward. So I am considered the more palatable black guy. I get that. I'm a gay, funny guy with a personality. So people love to be around me. I get it. However, if I can help move the needle forward in my way, that's good. Because my brother has to do it a different way. That's good. We all have to move in our different ways. Because I just, and I hear what you're saying, like, well, T-Sort, perfect example. I had a did I sell out moment. And I called Smitty. And he was like, bro, you sold out on that. And I didn't even realize I had done it until after I did it. And in short, I allowed one of my white colleagues to use the word nigga in front of me at work. And I just moved along through the conversation. Was he French? No, he was a white dude. It was a white dude said it to the French guy and me. And I was taken aback because I was like, oh, you know, did this just happen? But I didn't say anything. And so I was like, Smitty, did I just? He was like, okay, what's the whole story? You know, he wants the whole context. Like, let me lay the whole context out, which I don't remember the whole story now. But in the end, and then my brother being, like I said, the one he is, of course, he don't like crackers. And he's just like, oh, you crack ass nigga. Like, so he really let me have it. And I felt horrible. And I did go back in. Oh, I fixed it. I got them right together and let them know never to do it again. But however, I had to look at what my involvement was. Yes, he said it. He didn't mean no harm about it. He was using it in the same context the rest of the street kids do. He probably listened to some Eminem, you know, some, some, some Jay-Z and stuff. He felt a part of the community. But I was like, why did he feel comfortable enough to say that in front of me? Because another Black dude at work regularly said nigga to everybody. White, purple, yellow, black, he didn't care. He used the word regularly in my presence. So it could allow this white dude to feel like, oh, it must not be a problem. T'Angelo lets him do it to not just black people. And so I had to go rectify it. And I got that dude together. I went to HR about the whole thing. And so it never happened again. 
So, yes, you can slip up inside of that being a comfortable black dude and kind of almost lose your back card, you know. However, it was a teachable moment, though. If I hadn't been palatable, if I hadn't been present in that conversation, I could have expressed to my colleagues like, hey, this is not okay." And moving forward, we need not to do it and explain why. And they were humbly, sincerely apologetic. Like they didn't mean to harm. I said, I understand you didn't mean to, but let me just express what it does. And here's, so go ahead, Tiffany. Here's my struggle with, with that, which first off, thank you for challenging my, my way of thinking because you said you made some great points there that I kind of like. But I also feel like we as black people for far too long have to like pander to white people and make sure they understand and you know give them this opportunity to know. And I feel like that's bullshit because they do know that, that <laughs> it's, it's not my job. It's not my job to teach you. You know what I'm saying? It's not, I'm not your teacher. So if you really want to do the work, go read a book, go get educated, go listen to someone way more educated than me that knows more. Like, why is it my job to make sure you're educated about my people? Fuck you. Like you, you go figure it out on your own. I, I just, I struggle with that. I mean, at, at the very least, at the very least comes to me with like, uh, with like educated questions, not just like at least, at least show me that you're trying to learn when you come to me and ask them. Maybe I'll be more uh, acceptable to be like, all right, here, I give you this nugget for you to go do more research. But like I'm with you, Tiffany. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm not here to hold your hand through this anymore. You've had I look like I'm not your teacher. We had that. We had that moment. But I mean, again, like you said, like T'Angelo made a lot of good points in regards to being like because you. Quote unquote is the the palatable black guy that you know everybody because you're in that room and you was able to have that conversation, it went a lot better than say someone else who might have got you know straight what ignorant. Is, I'm sorry, what's Chris got to say? Chris is like holding, he's holding it, he's been holding something in. Uh, no, I just my son trying to get me to do something, but uh, no, really, I'm uh, on this topic. I'm from the North. I'm used to one type of racism, so I'm more comfortable with that type of racism. I'm more comfortable with that the side eye, you guys say, and not that blatant outside, just in-your-face racism. I'm not used to it. Pop, not soda, you know? <laughs> we, 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 we grew up on certain things up here. And I think this is a, a, a good call with a bunch of people. I don't know. We got the aggressive black guy on this. Maybe Coco is, because uh, you're 6'6", <laughs> dark skin. Maybe you fit that description. But I went to Catholic school my whole life. I I, I get accepted by white people because they, they hear the way I speak. And they, even though I've had, I grew my hair out or I, I hang around, you know, more aggressive black people, they see me as less threatening. And I understand what you're saying, how you get stuck in that. I don't want to be, I don't want to feel as if, uh, I guess I'm uh, allowing them to be, allowing them to be racist in front of me and thinking it's okay. But I definitely, uh, I just, I would feel more comfortable with myself because we know what's around. North or South or wherever you're from, you know, racism is there. I just like the way white people, their racism up North is much more sophisticated. And uh, 
it, it works with my palate better. You not, know? That they, not that they got the Neiman Marcus of racism in the North. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. You don't, you don't want that Walmart racism. You don't want that Walmart. The, the, the racist, the North racist snobs. Yeah, exactly. he want he want the Neiman Marcus. He want that good man. He want that Louis Vuitton racism. That mm, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, got, it's sharp. I, you know, I have to say though, I have to say that like blatant racist stings a lot different than that closeted racism yeah. does. Yeah, does that that blatant racism stings man that, like 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 i have to say i'm for the i'm for the north as well and i, I was just and, about to say and, that because i had a different experience being from the north when it came to blatant racism yeah like i'd be like like blatant racism is is, is mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna I'm I'm say this right off rip blatant racism is scary and, and you freeze up for a moment like you freeze you like wait did i hear that <laughs> <laughs> Shocking! Like, 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 did I hear that? And they were talking to me because you look around like I was like. And then, but what's funny is, what's funny is the southern, like the southern race, the southern black person that's used to it, ignore it. Like they ain't never heard it. Like, like they, they, like somebody says, that nigger over there, they keep walking down the street like you. Like, did you hear that? Hear what? The, the N word. Oh, they always say that. Okay, you mute to it. Yeah, I prefer that though because I know where you stand. Like, there's no gray area, and as long as we clear on where you stand, it's cool. You could be a racist. I'm not trying to change your opinion, and I'm not trying to be the black person that's like, "Hey, I'm going to win this white person over." All I want to know is it without a shadow of doubt <laughs> where you stand in life and where I stand, and those are two very different places. And now that I know where you are, cool, I don't got to deal with you. I don't have to engage with you. But it's those it's those closeted white people or those closeted races that are like, oh man, I think this is my friend. I think that we're cool. And come to find out, you're talking behind my back, or you're trying to not, you know, promote me. That that. That gray area for me is something that I just... I-, I think a perfect example in pop culture of that was Beyonce's formation performance at the Super Bowl. Do y'all remember that? When she performed formation and like the world fucking went crazy that she did a nod to the Black Panthers and um, SNL did a skit where they were like, oh my gosh, Beyonce's black? Yeah. And like the whole world <laughs> was surprised that Beyonce's black. And they were like, you're not black. That's a black guy. And it's like, what the fuck? And so I see what you're saying. And to your context, that's what Beyonce was to these people. She was their whatever, and it was fine. But if they had an issue with black people, they definitely talked about black people behind her back. So I I, I guess I'm torn in between because I understand both aspects of it. My eyes is like, I'd rather you be blatant out and open with it sometimes or all the time because I see that you have identified that you are a racist. And so now it's, it's, it's easier to make the transition from a racist to being like, okay, maybe this is where maybe this, you know, maybe I can have my mind enlightened and change versus the person that's closeted racist because they haven't identified with themselves as, Oh, I'm a racist. I'm not racist. I'm just, you know, you know, I just don't like this and this and that. They, they haven't come to the terms with, well, maybe I do got some biases. Maybe I do got the prejudice, you know, the person that come out and be like, Oh, nigger. You know, you know, they they've got to the point where like, look, this is how I've been raised this is where I'm at. And this is what you're going to be. So I feel like I can I can reach them. I can reach them faster than the cloud, the 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 undercover or the person that don't even think they're racist, but doing racist shit because you haven't even came to terms that you got a bias. Right. Like you haven't even opened your eyes to see that what I'm doing to maybe affect people of, of, of a different race or color. Right. 
Uh, and like it's a Smitty point because Smitty didn't tell the story. I thought he was about to go into the story, but like me and Smitty was together when we had blatant racism happen to us. We was driving in fucking Michigan State of all places, East Lansing. That's pretty much I had most of my blatant shit. Mm. We was riding and motherfucker, we just at the light, chilling, bumping music. White boy lean out, throw his whole shoulder out with a swastika on it and be like, are you like that, niggers? You like this, don't you, niggers? Confederate flag, everything. I look at Smitty, Smitty look at me and needless to say, a chasing suit. So to your point, Chris, yes, the big black man at one point when I had the braids and I was 18 <laughs> and I had that venom in me that I was like, oh, if I catch this white boy, I am going to fucking kill him. And Smitty on the side of me like, oh, we is gunning it. Like we gunning through back streets and shit, not knowing that this motherfucker could have had a whole lynching party waiting back at wherever the fuck he was at. But we was going to catch this white boy and beat the dog shit out of him. I was going to beat his ass black. So it, so that that experience was just like whoa like but then I, I had another one i was out and to you know again to so many point when i was at the mall in east lansing motherfucker go <laughs> white all white people coming to me like niggers niggers and i look at my i look around and all the white people seem like they just buried they shit we ain't have phones like that so motherfuckers just was like they just meek as hell oh and so i got loud so nobody gonna hear this old ass white woman call us niggers and then I have my old, my homie Larry, Larry out there. Larry is an East Side Detroit dude. Let's just say, you know, I was like, "Come on, Larry, because you definitely going to jail if you hit this old ass dementia Betty White looking motherfucker, man. You gonna you gonna break your hand on your on her dentures and go to jail." So like, come on, like let, let's just, you know let's give it out. But like, she he started like flinching at her. I'm like, either, <laughs> either you insane, lady. Cause like you just asked the wrong two people, like you just said that shit to the wrong two people. But I'm like, man, I'm like, this, this is some bullshit. But I, I embarrassed everybody else. I made it known, like she said that shit, and they just they just was meek and quiet. Like, oh, see, oh. for me, Bronson, I feel like the way you responded, I don't respond that way. And I was asking myself why, if that if a guy had put his swastika arm out and called me all those niggers, I would have gone on with my day. I don't give a fuck. And I'm questioning, well, T, why don't you care? As far as I know, that's like a new experience for you. You haven't been uh, uh, bullied and called slurs and stuff in your life. I have been called gay slurs before I even knew what gay was. I didn't even know what it was when people kept calling me fag and queer and you cricket. And I mean, I had a very tumultuous experience going through middle uh, elementary school. And I asked my mother what was gay. I was like, Mom, what is gay? And my mother's a preacher's daughter. So she was like, honey, it means to be happy. It means that you're in love with yourself. So she gave me the book version. And so she married the man for the wrong side of the tracks because I learned what the fuck they was really talking about. And so when I got to an age where blatant racism happened, I was so numb to that shit. I laughed at you. Because I'm thinking, oh, you're that desperate. You that desperate to feel wanted or needed or something. Because I give two fucks. If you say nigger to me, I'm looking at you like you are really desperate, bro. I've been called all kinds of shit mm-hmm. since I was seven years old. You and, missed the season of me and, crying and being worried about. And see that and see, not that that and, you know, I hate that you had to go through that, especially as a child, because no, no child should ever have to go through that. That vitriol and that venom from you know just vile fucking individuals, right? But but like like yeah, you're right. Like it was a new experience to me because I mean I'm from Detroit. Everything is black in Detroit. I went to all black. And I'm schools. from Los Angeles. Yeah, so like you know right. So you know when when you get to a, a situation and it's just like that was different. And then like that was 18 year old me. 
37 year on me like oh, man go on about your day right if you came towards <laughs> me if you came towards me i'm probably gonna give you a flesh wound but like you know other than that you know go on about your all right man well so what all right you know that's why you don't you know okay i'm a nigga but your chicken tastes like shit you know i, I mean i'm gonna give it to you back right yeah. like 37 year on me be like ah, it don't matter right i i have i had to go through experience to become that like 18 year old me I mean, I had the blood in that Turner. That was, you know, I, I envisioned in that shit. I, I was going for some shit. I ain't gonna lie. I was, I was, I was ready to catch a case. I was, I was ready to harm somebody because I was like, but you got to get like. And it sounds like Tiffany got the bell money. So, I, you said it sounds like Tiffany what? Got the bell money. Oh, got the bell money. She got the bell bonds. We'll, we'll be good. I mean, it's just one of them experiences because it took me a long time to realize, like, being like when somebody called my mama a bitch, that used to set me off. Uh, I once choked now, the shit out wait, of a little boy wait, in school. Wait, wait, I don't know if I'm there. I don't think I'm that mature. I don't think, <laughs> hold on. Uh, <laughs> see, the story, like, because like, now I'm like, oh, I know there's just words, right? And like, it's so much more at stake. So if you call my mama a bitch right now, it ain't going to affect I me. Mean, well, also, she's deceased. But, like, it also ain't going to affect me as much because, like, if I put my hands on you, there's a good chance that I am going to jail because I'm not going to stop until I put to the point that I'm going to jail. So it's like, it's just, all right. And plus, they're worse. You don't know my mama. Because if you knew my mama, she's the furthest thing from a bitch. Why don't you get the door? And you wouldn't have that issue. So it's just experience to take me getting enlightened. But, you know. 10. Yeah, I'm gonna call my brother You hear me? I'm gonna call my brother and ask him what would he do if that was him and someone called his mama a bitch today. I'm, I gotta check in because I, I literally don't know what I don't I, I feel like I would be tested. Okay. Everything but violence. <laughs> uh, I wanna put I wanna I wanna give validity. I'm not really worried. I wanna give validity to the one statement someone made earlier about being able to change a a person that's outly racist mine and if y'all haven't seen this the 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 movie best of enemies that is exactly that story that's Um, what i was thinking about yeah and and atwater and cp ellis became really good friends after being on a charrette um which those who don't know what charrette is watch the movie and it'll explain it for you because i'm not going to explain it here um but uh but it really helped them come together and she she did a lot to kind of win him over. And at the end of the day, he realized that they both have the same exact problem, right? They both love their kids and they want the best for their kids. And, and, and that's whatever the best for their kids is they need. I mean, it has to be done to, together as a group. Right. So, um, so it's a really good movie. And, uh, I mean, he he left the clan because of it. So is this in the movie, in the movie again? Uh, it's called Best of Enemies. It's on Netflix. Um, it's a true story. It's a true story. It happened in it happened in uh, I want to say uh, Durham, Raleigh, Durham, Carolina? Uh, North Carolina. It was. It's really. It's a really solid. It's a really solid story about two people from the opposite ends of the spectrum coming together as as friends. Sometimes I tend to believe that those are like the twos and fuse, right? So sure, you're going to have stories like that. And sure, you're going to have like a win where you're, you could potentially be the person to change someone's mind. But I think the overall majority, people are who they are. And they're going to believe what they believe. And if they are truly, they believe that Black people are all bad, then that's just kind of where they're going to land. Mm-hmm. 
If, but I think, you know, I think a lot of that comes from their inexperience, right? Like a lot of times, if you ever really like, if you ever really talk to clans folks, they, a lot of them have never met a black person. They're uneducated, <laughs> unaware, yeah. right? They, they've only lived in their world and they're giving you a perspective of someone who has kind of a laser focus on one thing. Sure. But those people exist and that they're, they're raising children and they're putting all these other people in this world. And I think that like, that's just shitty. It's hard to reverse that program. The whole life they've been raised that way. Exactly. Now you come around with a great personality. It's like, no, nah, you should change. They're like, nah, my grandma told me about y'all. Exactly. Nope. <laughs> Can't do it. Like you could be nice to them, but you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna act out one day. Like, I've heard things like that. When I was a child, I was with, I was playing basketball in middle school and there was this family, this white family who were super cool. You would think that they were like, you know, they were black people. I went to Catholic school, right? Mm-hmm. People, they were taking me home one day. My mom always picked me up for whatever reason. She couldn't pick me up this day. They were taking me home. We had to stop by grandma's house. And Tiffany had to sit in the car because grandma was a little racist. And they knew it. They still chose to take Tiffany over there and put her in this real uncomfortable situation. So while they spent the hour in there checking on grandma and talking to her, the darkie had to go sit in the car. This highly inappropriate. Like, and I understand that, you know, maybe they may not have those outward views, but you know that grandma's racist. You know that you're putting this little black kid in this odd situation. Right. Uh, on that note thank you everybody you just dropped the mic on that one so you know ain't nothing to go from there so um thank y'all for you know giving up y'all sunday for this show and you know thank you tiff tiff you know ward smitty tiangelo appreciate y'all you know coming on the show uh smitty give them our socials uh we are on uh instagram at no underscore repercussions uh we are on twitter at in repercussions um, Facebook, we are brunson.smitty.1. Um, our email is no repercussions podcast um, at gmail.com. And that's also our instant uh our YouTube page. Uh so reach us, reach out, send us emails. Um, if you're looking to get your get your opinion read on online or um on the show, please send us a an email or DM us, whatever we will get it. We'll get it and get back to you. If you want to need clarification, um, let us know. We are more than happy to clarify and, <laughs> and do all that stuff for you. So, yeah. And if you got some fandom, you know, hit us up so we can give you uh, everybody's socials with their permission, of course. Uh, you know, so you can hit them up and, you know, reach out to your favorite cast mate, you know, so, and let them know, uh, Anybody got anything going that got going on that they want to rep, they want to put out there? T'Angelo, you know, you. No. Sure, thank you. Uh, so I am a motivational speaker, and I deal in this topic of goal achievement. And coming up in December, on December 16th, I'm going to do a, vid- a virtual workshop um, titled Stop Goal Setting, Start Achieving. And uh, I welcome the opportunity for all of you guys to register. Uh, we haven't put the content out yet, but you can find me on Instagram at Tiangelo Live, Twitter, Tiangelo Live, Facebook, Tiangelo Live. So that's my, I guess, my social is Tiangelo Live. Um, 
And uh, yeah, if you're looking to, you know, kind of plan out your year or you have goals and things you want to achieve, this is a great opportunity to stop worrying about New Year's resolutions and really just plan for success. Yeah, so, yeah. No, no more New Year, new me and don't do shit. You know, go ahead and reach right. out to D'Angelo and, and get your actual ways to start achieving your goals, you said. And so uh also want to give a shout out to sky edibles sky edibles have all your you know can of edible treats you can hit them at sky underscore edible on instagram remember if you mentioned no repercussions podcast you get 10 percent off your next order um and with that i want to again thank everybody for coming out you know showing love and support on the show um and as always keep loving and listening and supporting the show um and hit us up one one